Hey everyone, it's Carly Moore here with Pueblo's Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and supporting the podcast all year long. This will be our final episode of 2020. Stay tuned after this episode for a year in review. I'm Dave Moore and this is Pueblo's Podcast. With me today is Executive Director of the Pueblo Rescue Mission, Kathy Klein. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Dave. How are you today? I am good. Busy as ever, but doing uh, fine. I'm sure. We're going to talk about uh, the rescue mission. Of course, cold weather has already arrived in, in the Pueblo area, and folks are uh, needing places to stay. But let me get just a little bit of background, if I can, first. Um, tell me a little bit about your background and your history in Pueblo. Well, I'm a native Puebloan, and I have worked in human services for way too many years, Um, now that I think back on it, how many it's been. But I've worked with the homeless primarily uh, off and on for about the last 15 to 20 years in various capacities. And so the Pueblo Rescue Mission had, uh, in uh, 2017 had actually um, the folks here, the local folks here in Pueblo, had asked the Colorado Springs Rescue Mission to step in and see if they could take it on and put things back together because things had not been going well. So Colorado Springs came in in 2017 and actually was actually probably early 2017, late 2016 when they actually took things over. And they tried for several years to get things put back together down here, get a a new shelter up and going. And by November of 2018, they just had determined from Colorado Springs that that they weren't going to be able to do that. So they turned it back to the folks that were left from the rescue mission here in Pueblo's board of directors. So at that time, that board had asked me if I would come on and see what we could do. And so as a result, that's where things had began. Um, the rescue mission itself has been in, it's an institution in Pueblo. It's been at the same location since uh, 1987. It was uh, founded by uh, Tom and Marion Bond. And so it's been in that location all along. But in 2019, we were able to secure funding to get it renovated. Okay. And so that's, uh, we received, um, a little over $1.3 million from the Department of Local Affairs uh, from the state of Colorado and used that for renovation of the building in order to put it back together because it had, well, it had been gutted. And um, over the years, though, even prior to the, before it was demoed out, it wasn't in too good a shape. So this was our chance to put something together that, accommodated more people, provided a meal, and provided us a method, a place to actually do case management with people to help them get back on their feet. So okay. that's kind of the history. So we, we started the construction. We got the grant in June of 2019. We started construction two months later, and we finished it up in uh, January of 2020, and we moved in the end of January of this year. And I know folks uh, from the Pueblo area who travel up and down 4th Street 
probably have seen the transition and the transformation of the building. Um, it's, it's just been amazing. I know I travel 4th Street quite often. And tell us a little bit about the, the new features and the new version of the Pueblo Rescue Mission. The new Pueblo Rescue Mission, we now are able to accommodate uh, 100 individuals. Now, that is men and women only. We do not um, take families with children. We are just not in that uh, realm of uh, sheltering. So this is for unaccompanied adults. And the way we have it set up now to accommodate what we have inside space-wise, we have 68 beds for men and 32 for women. The majority of the beds are filled most nights. They have been since we opened. Uh, During the early time of COVID, we had less people because we were a little cautious on folks coming in. But... Overall, now, we're pretty much at capacity most of the time. In addition to shelter, and this is transitional shelter, so this is not a drop-in shelter, get up and leave every morning. This is transitional to get from homeless to housing. And so, in addition to sheltering folks, we also provide meals. Um, Since COVID began, we've been providing at least two meals a day. Um, but we have lunches available to those that are not able to um, leave the premises and, and go like to the soup kitchen. And then every day, seven days a week at 5.30, we have a meal. Um, that meal is for the folks that stay there. But also we have quite a few people from the streets who also come and have their evening meal there. I see. So... You know, sometimes it can be up to 150 people a day. Wow. And then we have our navigation center, which is, um, that's been a lot of ups and downs with COVID because, you know, trying to get people out into the workplace and, and doing lots of different things that they need to get their lives back on track is, has been a bit of a challenge, but we've been, um, we've been progressing nicely. In fact, tomorrow morning we're taking a van of individuals out to the industrial uh, park at the airport. Uh, Several of the employers out there are going to do interviews. And uh, if these folks can become employed out there, then we will provide a transport back and forth because that's the big issue is getting out there and back. It's way too far to walk or bike, especially in the cold. Right. So that's a navigation center can mean anything that they need to get their lives back on track, all the way from mental health uh, services. We we have an MOU with Health Solutions to provide uh, therapy, and, and then if they need medications, things like that. We also um, work very closely with all the other agencies in order to get folks to that next step so that they can... Uh, get back on their feet and go from homeless to housing. Oh, that that's a great plan. That way you're just not continuing the homelessness. You're giving them a hand up so they can um, right. make the next step. And that, it's not uh, easy. I mean, not everybody, you know, <laughs> it doesn't happen for everybody, let's be honest. But we've had, um, I think since the beginning, since we opened, we've had about 25 to 30 people that have gotten into some kind of stable living situation. Oh, that is, How, that's amazing right there. Getting findings, <laughs> housing in Pueblo is 
just about impossible. Oh, sure. Um, so um, that's a bit of a, a challenge. We also are the point of entry for the what they call the coordinated entry system, which is a partnership of a number of agencies that that work with individuals to help them um, put them on a it's an application. They get on what we call the by name list, and then based on their score, then when vouchers come available, then you know we can go ahead and assign it to those individuals. So we've had some success with that also. And then, of course, the veterans are the folks that have found the most success. Thank goodness. Um, but, you know, there's, there are more programs and opportunities for those guys and gals to, to get into a place. So, oh, um, sure. So we have a lot going on. It sounds like it. And, and you know, the, the veterans especially and, and homeless people in general, um, that's a, a great thing, especially with the veterans, you know, giving their um, their service to the country. And sometimes they fall on hard times. And it's it's nice that we have something in place that, that we can help them out. Yeah, there's several places in Pueblo that we work with. Um, uh, of course, the VA, uh, the VASH Housing, and that's Mary Hobbs. And then um, Volunteers of America work with veterans. And then uh, Rocky Mountain Human Services work with veterans. So. So there's a, a really um, good group of folks that can help these uh, guys and gals get back on their feet. Sure. And we just provide them with a place to stay and get them into the right resource to help them. And forward. with COVID-19, it certainly has had a negative effect on pretty much everyone and, and a negative effect on the economy. Have you seen a, an increase in homeless people coming in because of the coronavirus? I won't say that we've necessarily seen an increase. You know, as I was explaining to some folks the other night, there are people that are going to come into a shelter program and, and they'll be okay. And then there's a lot of the folks that I always refer to them as my friends who live on the streets. They are not going to come into a shelter no matter what. So no. there are some stories, not as many as you might think, at least not yet, uh, of folks that, yes, they lost a place to live, maybe a roommate, you know, situation that didn't work out because uh, somebody lost their job or somebody couldn't pay the rent, that kind of thing. So there's some of that. Um, I think with with the COVID, it's, it's hard to say. We're not seeing necessarily more right now. Okay. Our biggest factor is just trying to keep the people safe. Sure. And so we've been hard at that since um, I, I just knew this was not going to be a good thing uh, in February when I first started hearing about it. So we've we've started practicing a lot of things since February. Okay. And um, I, I give credit to a fantastic staff at the Rescue Mission and also to the homeless because they get it. They know they have to stay masked. They have to, you know, sanitize Wash your hands a million times, all those kind of things. Right, right. And so far, we have been totally blessed um, that we have not had any COVID cases in the shelter. Oh, that's And terrific. to my knowledge, not too much in within the homeless community. Okay. Um, education is critical, so we're going to be doing more and more of that on the streets to see if we can keep preventing anything from happening. Sure. And the thing that has always puzzled me and it just my heart breaks for these folks who 
live on the street and don't seek out, you know, a, a warm place to live. That seems like a extremely difficult existence. It is, but, and I'm not saying for all, but for many it is choice. Mm-hmm. That is, I don't, I don't feel like we have, you know, we have rules, obviously, when you have a, a, a congregate place for, with lots of people and personalities, you have to have rules, but we're not correctional type of rules or anything like that. But right. folks just, some folks don't like rules, period. And so, um, you know, that's okay. No judgment. We're doing our best. Uh, I, I always like to give a shout out to all the people in this community who step up. And through the Pueblo Food Project, which is Monique Mata's uh, under the mayor's office, they have provided a, a, about 350 so far cold care kits, which includes a jacket, a really good jacket, and uh, hat, gloves, sleeping bag, mask, the things that they need. And so between Rescue Mission, Soup Kitchen, and Cooperative Care, we've passed those out. We're also in the process of asking, you know, for sleeping bags. That's the greatest need of all. Hmm. And um, But a lot of places, like I said, we're, we're working on at least trying to help keep those folks that are living on the streets in camps, uh, you know, from freezing. Sure. And so... Um, we have a lot of resources that are really stepping up. And, of course, you know, agencies like Posada is doing all kinds of things to help people, especially families with children. And um, so everybody's pitching in. And we're all trying real hard to keep these folks safe That's uh, great. during these cold snaps and right. during this terrible COVID challenge. Oh, sure. What can the average person do to help? What what helps the most, would you say? Is it financial? Is it food? Is it clothing? And, and, and how can they make those donations? Well, you know, I hate to sound crass, but money is the best thing. And that can be sent to the Pueblo Rescue Mission. Our P.O. Box is 9167. And that's Pueblo, Colorado, 81008. Other material donations like sleeping bags and blankets, Hats, gloves, socks, those kind of things right now are our greatest needs. And those can be brought anytime to the rescue mission at 728 West 4th Street. I, I believe we're all in a partnership in this community. So if we've got stuff and they need it at the soup kitchen because they're handing it out or co-op or somebody, we're out Posada. We're going to make sure that anything we get is shared amongst agencies because Everybody is trying to do their best. Right now, our biggest need is canned vegetables. Um, canned vegetables and coffee. We always need coffee. Uh, we <laughs> blow through a lot of that. And so those kind of things, we can always use paper plates, and plastic, forks and spoons. We utilize regular plates and regular silverware most of the time. We do use the disposable stuff for some of the things and we use disposable because for those that were feeding outside so you can always use more forks if you've got forks sitting in your dining room drawer that you don't know what to do with or spoons we could sure use those oh, good or point. some of those old melmac plates down in your basement cupboard <laughs> <laughs> we can use all of that right coffee cup i'm not a great environmentalist but i do try and pay attention that we 
we don't want to be, you know, dumping so much disposable styrofoam and plastic all the time. So we do our best. But those are the main things. We are so blessed with food and, and meat. Right now, we're in good shape. There is going to be a community dinner, and I don't hesitate to plug that a little bit. Everybody Counts and the First Presbyterian Church are going to be doing the... Um, Pueblo always has a community dinner for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it's gone through... It started with the rescue mission, but it's gone through a lot of people since. So they're doing that, and I, I know that they need... And you can drop them at the rescue mission, and I'll get them to them. They need instant mashed potatoes and canned vegetables. Those are their big needs right now, or salad dressing. Mm. Those are the biggies that they're looking for. They they look to serve maybe about 600 people on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. I'll volunteer. I'll people doing the hard work. Sure. It, will be, it won't be a sit-down, obviously, because of COVID. So it is going to be a um, to-go meal for those folks. But over the years, there's usually 600 plus people that attend. At this time of year, people are wondering uh, sometimes, do you need turkeys or hams? We can use those. We were blessed to receive a freezer from Karen Share as a grant, which was so great because um, we don't have a lot of space in the rescue mission. When we renovated it, we have less space, because, but we do have a really great refrigerator freezer but it's not large enough and we just got a new one so yeah we can use those to hold and uh, use for future meals absolutely all right so once again it's post office box 9167 for someone who wants to send a a check to uh, the Pueblo Rescue Mission and if you need to drop things off give us the address again it's at 728 West 4th Street okay and you can you can only drive in on the east side of the building. The city closed off the, the west side. It used to be you could drive around in a circle, but you can't do that anymore. So the east side of the building, but there's someone there 24-7. I mean, this is a 24-7 operation. Sure. To backtrack just a little bit, you were talking about the uh, the staff. How, how many staff do you have, Kathy? Right now we have 18. Wow. The reason is, is <laughs> naively, I thought, oh, we'll be able to do this with much less. No, uh, I learned the hard way. But we have um, the folks that work the shifts from, there's one shift 4 to 12 and then another shift 12 to 8. Those are the folks on the front lines that are doing so much. And they're all part-timers, um, but they're uh, phenomenal people. And, um, and then I have learned that I cannot be a 24-7 person. At my age. And so I am, uh, we have some folks that have come along more in administrative roles now. And I'm just so grateful to every staff member that we have. You know, we have the the blessing that some, not all, but some of our staff have the lived experience of homelessness. Hmm. And so um, they understand. And trust me, the pay isn't what, you go for it. It's, it's just what you do because this is a calling. And um, all of us believe that very much that we were called to, to do this work. And um, sometimes it's, it's a little tricky, but you know, we, uh, we all feel really blessed that we're able to do what we do. 
Oh, that's great. Well, your staff and you obviously are doing a fantastic job taking care of the folks who, who need a hand up. And is there a phone number for folks to call if they want to come and help with one of the holiday meals or both of them? They can call the rescue mission. We're not coordinating the volunteers for that, mm -hmm. but we can certainly get you to the right place. So the rescue mission's phone number is 719-924-8413. And once this COVID challenge is out of our hair, we would love to have volunteers come back. We do have some now, but, you know, we always can use volunteer support for the meals and the different things that we do. We're right around since we started in the end of January, We've served well over 30,000 meals since then. Wow. And um, provided about 27,000 nights of shelters. It's, it's a lot, but it's working so far so good. Oh, yeah. It's so, certainly a, a need in the community. And, and once again, you and your staff doing a great job to, to help the homeless and to help the folks who, who need that extra extra help. I've been talking with Executive Director of the Pueblo Rescue Mission, Kathy Klein. Kathy, I really appreciate your time. Just a couple of little quick side questions so we can figure out your personality here a little bit. What uh, what makes up your favorite pizza? Oh, Pueblo chilies and Gagliano sausage. Oh, there you go. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> and do you have one of those extra little side tidbits that uh, just makes that holiday meal extra special for you? Being able to sit down with my family. Oh, yeah. That's what makes it good for me. I don't. I haven't got to do that so much in the last few years. So, and maybe not this year, but you know. Right. Yeah, we may have to uh, visit them on FaceTime or something during during this time, but uh, hopefully we can yeah. get things back to normal, get back over the hump. And once again, Kathy, thanks for uh, spending time with us. I really appreciate uh, everything you and uh, and the folks at the Pueblo Rescue Mission do. And again, that uh, give us that phone number one more time for folks who might have questions or want to donate. 719-924-8413. Perfect. Thanks again, Kathy. This has been Pueblo's Podcast. I'm Dave Moore. Be proud, Pueblo. Hi, this is Dave Moore. I started Pueblo's podcast at the beginning of the year, and though this year has had some unexpected bumps in the road, Pueblo has continued to roll with the flow. So great job, Pueblo. And I want to take a second just to thank you for listening. Pueblo, Colorado Springs, Colorado, all around the United States and all around the world, in fact, for listening to Pueblo's podcast. I'm looking forward to 2021, but right now here's a look back at a few highlights from 2020. Topics that make you laugh. It's like a beautiful train wreck. Right, <laughs> I'll tell you, last year after the popper contest, I crammed them down there and squeezing them, and uh. it looked like canned dog food all over the place. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I, I think none of us had sloppers for several months after that. I we can were, imagine. We were off sloppers. <laughs> <laughs> If I tried to do that, I'd, number one, burn myself, and number two, it oh, would yeah. end up as a big clump on the floor, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be a mess. Topics that make you talk. Somebody had dr driven by the office and offered to sell me the sign for $150, and uh, my staff didn't say, oh, yeah, he definitely loved the sign. They said that I wasn't in. The person went and sold it to another party, 
And the next day, I paid twenty five hundred for that sign because I wow. wanted it so badly. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Good for them, bad for me. Right, that's capitalism, right? That's right, absolutely. <laughs> really, just like collaborations between uh, a ton of people. You know, I kind of feel like they're just um, works of art of the city. You know, like they're not necessarily my 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 um, personal artwork. They're they're more just like kind of a representation of uh, the whole the city as a whole. You know, because it's there's so many voices going into them. Right. And topics that make you think. Yeah, I think one of the things that people don't know about CDOT is we have an environmental division. And so the paving project that we had south of Pueblo had a couple interesting bumps in the road <laughs> <laughs> in that we had birds that nested under a bridge. And whenever we have those birds' nests you know, right under a bridge, we can't do work. Keeping you informed while having fun. Stories of our history. There was a little argument between the Bessemer area and the north side as to where it would be placed. Way even back then there was arguments See, between the north and absolutely. south. Absolutely. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny too. Isn't it amazing how music can bring that that mental picture in your mind? Even if you've never been to Pueblo, you're probably thinking, "Wow, that that's that's an, that's incredible." Well, you know, I have people that come up after that song or after the show, and they say, "I didn't realize I'd heard about it, but I had no idea." And what they're talking about is the devastation and plans for our future. We're trying to make it easier for developers to put housing developments in. And when you build in those houses, that generates some economic activity. It's jobs for people while they're doing that, and it gives them places to live when they're done. So, Pueblo's podcast has something for everyone. Whether you're new to town or a native, we're working on Pueblo's podcast season two right now. If you have something you want us to talk about, reach out at Pueblos with an S podcast at gmail.com. And of course, continue to check back for new episodes on Pueblos podcast.com. Mm-hmm.